0: Welcome to the Surrendering in Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children.
1: We'll be sharing personal experiences that will hopefully leave you feeling empowered about the honor that it is to raise children.
0: We don't have it all figured out, and that's okay. Our goal is to help encourage mothers to stand firm and mother with conviction.
1: Hey y'all, before
0: we get into this week's episode, we just want to take some intentional time out to thank you for being here. We hope these conversations meet you exactly where you are, bless you, and encourage you. Could you do us a favor? If you enjoy this content, it would mean the world if you would rate us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Also, share it with someone in your life who you think could be encouraged. It is not lost on us the impact of our words reaching women all across the world. We humbly hold this podcast with an open hand and believe that God will reach exactly who needs to hear what he's put on our hearts to share. Each week we put our email in the description and we would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us and introduce yourself, tell us your story or tell us how we can pray for you. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We don't just want to build an audience here at Surrendering in Motherhood, we want to build a community. We don't want impact without intimacy. We want you to know that you're known and loved and cared for, not only by us, but by God who cares so purposefully for all of us. With all that being said, thank you for listening and let's get into this week's episode.
1: Hello listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Surrendering and Motherhood podcast. Welcome back y'all. All right. Tonight, Carly and I just really wanted to talk about something that came just on our minds on our hearts and it's really just it really all of the episodes we've been recording recently have just been leading up to this and so tonight we want to talk about anger and holding on to anger and what that does to our body our mind and all our soul and why we care so deeply about making sure it's not rooted in our families and ourselves and our children. Yes so, We've been talking about
0: legacies. We've been talking about generational fruit. Mm
1: -hmm. We've been
0: talking about having visions for our family Mm -hmm. for generations to come. And so I feel like this is a good conversation to have because it's a heart check Mm -hmm. that everybody needs. I think we all need to be aware of this stuff. And I think to have a vision of what you want You also need to know what you don't want. Yes. Because like we were saying last week about the keep your knife sharp about our flesh. We have to, we have to stay prayed up. We have to have a vision. We have to have our minds set. We have to know who our source is. We have to do these spiritual discipline things to keep us on the path that we want to go. Yeah. And so the other day, I was like, maybe we should talk about anger. And you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not even just anger. It's it's generational sin in general. It's anger. It's bitterness. It's unforgiveness. It's jealousy. It's complaining. It's all of these things that can seem so just nonchalant or like, oh, it's not a big deal. But our flesh will get out of control if we don't take control of it mhm and so before um before we were recording i was reading this and i'll just this is no joke so y'all buckle up <laughs> i was just going to say <laughs> buckle but i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh oh this is in galatians by the way sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and We just want to have a conversation about the difference in walking in our flesh Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and walking by the spirit Mm -hmm. and how that affects our legacies. Yes. It affects generations.
1: Yes. That's what I was thinking about when you were reading, or I don't know, it might've been before you were reading, but If we can pass, if you think about what we're going to pass on, right? Like people will talk about generational cycles, generational trauma, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be that. If you don't choose, don't actively choose to change your heart posture Mm -hmm. and to be self aware of the ways in which you have sinned in the past or still are things that you're currently struggling with, like a a self-assessment so that's why when Carly and I say this is not at anybody, like this is a heart check. This is our mm-hmm. heart, heart posture check. Where What are areas that we can work on? Because they're just everything that you said. These things might not seem like a big deal in the, in in the big picture, but the small things add up to be the big things. Mm-hmm. And so... If you are jealous all the time of other people and what they have, that's not what God wants you to do. If you are angry all the time, having fits of anger, like that's again, not what God wants you to do, but you are complaining literally any of the things that Carly listed. If our children are seeing that and watching that within their homes and with their family, then they, that will get passed on. Mm. However, we have the opportunity to lead by example and show them that things don't have to be that way, that our legacy does not have to be a legacy of, of anger, a legacy of jealousy and a a legacy of drunkenness, whatever it is, we have the opportunity to change those things. And so at church today, our sermon, our pastor was talking about how he was talking about Mark 5, And how like demons can show up within us. And we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of what we're consuming, what's around us, who we're around. Who are you? Where are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing these things? And he also talked about how uncomfortable it can be to make a big change, to surrender to the the plan that God has for you to stop doing things that you know that you shouldn't be doing and to start doing the things that you feel like God is calling on you to do it's it's so powerful when you just take a step back and really look at the big picture and look at the opportunity that we have
0: yeah i mean i i wrote down a lot of verses that have anger and like dealing with anger in a healthy way there's so many warnings in the bible About not allowing your emotions, not even just anger, emotions in general to take over you. Yeah. In Ephesians 4, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Y'all, these are not just words. Everything that we deal with in this physical world, there is a spiritual component to this. We are in a spiritual battle. I'm doing the armor of God study. And so maybe that's why this is just on the forefront of my mind. And it's such a, we need the, I need this reminder every day. Yeah. I need to wake up in the morning and and read the verse about putting on the full armor of God. We have to know these things and know how we're affected by it and know what we can do so that we can do it. But also we can model it for our kids. Yes. I was telling Olivia, and I know that this sound this can sound dramatic, but I have had conversations with my children when we're talking about self-control and self-discipline and anger. And I have literally said to them, I will not allow your anger to rot your soul. Mm-hmm. All of these things. They can grow roots yes. and I will not allow it. I am not going to be a part of that. Yeah. So let's deal with emotions in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Let's see them at as information and deal with them and we move forward.
1: Yes. Well, the fact that you're doing that with your children is so powerful. Like that, that is kingdom work in my personal opinion. Because you're saying, hey, I see that you're feeling angry or frustrated or whatever it is, and you can feel that, and then we're going to process it and we're going to move on. We're not going to stay stuck here. We're not going to let these roots go all the way down and mm-hmm. just keep, keep obsessing about these things. And I just think about it from my own perspective about I was so angry for so long. And I'm not saying that there aren't times where I get angry now. I absolutely do. But my reactions, my knee-jerk reactions, my responses are completely different now than they would have been five, mm-hmm. six, seven years ago. But we we have this, this deep-seated opportunity with our kids to show them that you cannot just stay angry. You cannot let that literally destroy your body. And that's what people, I don't know if people understand the gravity of that. If Mm -hmm. you are stuck in a state of anger or frustration or resentment or jealousy or complaining or any of those things, it eats your body alive. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It will, it will be there Mm -hmm. and it will destroy you. And Mm -hmm. I know that that might sound excessive to some people, but I've seen people who've gone from being so angry or so hurt or so resentful who found God and completely changed and their bodies healed. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's miraculous. And mm-hmm. I just, I want that so much for so many people in this world is for us as parents right now to set that example of, and talking to our kids about these things so they don't they don't hold on to anger as they get older and then have explosions of anger because there's so many angry people in the world, so many. And it, it takes a toll mentally, physically, emotionally way more than people will acknowledge the hurt, the trauma, all of these things. And I mean, we've touched on that on a podcast in the past of just like hyper-focusing on a feeling And letting Mm -hmm. that feeling define you and letting that diagnosis define you. And that's, it's not helpful. It's not helpful. Acknowledging it. Sure. Hyper-focusing on it, obsessing on it, labels, uh, diagnosis it's not helpful.
0: And I I can't help but to think that the devil loves that there has been generations of children who were dismissed, Mm -hmm. seen and not heard not Mm -hmm. taught how to handle emotions in a healthy Mm -hmm. way, in a God honoring way. And therefore those children become adults. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about the extremes all the time on this podcast and the extremes of like our generation is every, everything is, is just about feelings Everything is valid. You have to let it out. You have to, it's like an obsession and it's an obsession out of fear. Yes. Because it's a fear of, I don't want my kids to feel invalidated or, or, or be alone or not know how to deal. And instead of you, you can't live in conviction and fear at the same time. Mm -mm. Fear is a (laughs) spirit. It is a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. So conviction and fear cannot live in the same place. So, and and I think just you and I are like crazy examples of how God has changed our hearts and our minds about this over the last several years, just being like, wait, I I was mothering out of fear. I was not, I thought that I was, and, and of course we all do what's, what's best. Like in the moment we're like doing the best we can. And then we also have an opportunity for God to check our hearts and be like, Hey, I just need you to realize that this is actually what was going on. Yeah, And that's been the case for you and I. And so I feel like this conversation really hits home because of the extremes that we both have like swung from, and then been like, Oh wait, these are actually God's kids. Yeah. And he he has given us the Holy spirit and the fruit of the spirit is everything I just listed love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of these things. Yeah, And so to be the mothers that our children need, we need to be walking in the spirit, not walking in the
1: flesh. Exactly. And, and I just, I can't help, but just think about the fact that the extremes are so extreme. Like you Mm -hmm. look at the boomer generation and you look at our generation mm-hmm. and it's literally night and day
0: like mm-hmm.
1: night and day mm-hmm. and i've actually heard and i remember hearing i don't know who was saying it but someone who was in like who's older the older generation and they were talking about how so many people in this generation were teaching children to lead with their emotions and make decisions based on their emotions and i think that that's really valid mm-hmm. because I'm not saying that's the right decision. I'm saying it's been it's been so focused on that we let mm-hmm. it all out and we do this and we feel it all. But Carly and I have had conversations where we can be honest with one another and we can say, um, your feelings are not rational right now. They're, they're not. No. But you need people in your life who will say like, you can feel this way. And you need to stop and and actually logically think about that outside of your emotions Mm -hmm. because some feelings that we do have are insane. Mm -hmm. Especially as women, Mm -hmm. when our our hormones are going up and down, please. We, we have to be honest. Mm -hmm. We have to talk about these things and we have to be aware of them to, because did you say this on the podcast already? Or I don't know if it was when we were just talking beforehand, but We've talked about how vulnerable we can be when our when we're processing our emotions or feeling certain things. Mm-hmm. because we we can be wide open to mm-hmm. a spiritual attack. We've talked about this in terms of like uh, waking up in the middle of the night or whatever it is. and we can be so vulnerable to things when we're feeling super angry or super sad or whatever whatever feelings are coming up. So we have to be aware, and literally, like Carly said, put on the armor of God
0: mm-hmm.
1: and be like, uh, uh-uh. this is not what we're going to keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um,
0: I hope the way this is coming off is like, <laughs> we want this to be encouraging. like, we, this is not like fear mongering or oh, anything no. like that. It's like, we have to be aware of this type of thing. We have yeah. to. Yeah. Because how can we do what we want to do and what God has called us to do if we don't have realistic conversations like this? Like, yeah. we can't just pretend like this is not a spiritual battle. Mm-mm. We can't pretend like being highly emotional isn't leaving us spiritually vulnerable. Like, we can't we can't pretend. Because I think that's, that's another thing. The devil thrives in secrecy. Acting like things are okay when they're not. Like, these are all things that are actively going through generations and it's leaving people stuck. Yep. And so we have to, we have to realize this. We have to realize that first of all, the battle is already won.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if
0: y'all read the end of the story, but we we won <laughs> y'all We won. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so
0: that's, that's important to know. We have to go through life like, Oh wait, we are already more than conquerors. In Christ, mm. where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. And so we know all of these things. We have to speak those things over ourselves, over our families, and know and trust and believe those things because we still have to live in this world, Yeah. even though we're not of this world. And so we have to be a good steward and be aware of this type of thing that is going on and do it it's not no big deal. These small shifts, these small changes, you're changing your legacy. Y'all when you become aware of this stuff, when you start, when you start believing like your legacy depends on it, when you start surrendering, like your legacy depends on it, things change, they shift and they change. It's we're in a spiritual battle y'all. We just, we are, we have to be aware of this stuff. Yeah. Another thing that my, my family and I have done, we have family meetings and it really just depends on, we do it very often where we sit in the living room and we go around and to each person and we say, so-and-so please forgive me. And then their response is, god forgives and so do i and each of us goes around to every single person my kids even do the dog to <laughs> everybody and we actively practice forgiveness and making things right and praying about it and giving things to god this we have to make this a daily practice in our families and maybe that sounds silly I don't think it's silly. And and sometimes I do it when there really is some people are fighting. There's things going on. I'm like, pause family meeting. And sometimes it's just a regular Tuesday. And I'm like, y'all let's get in the living room. And we go around and we do this because yeah. we, these spiritual disciplines that we've been talking about, yes. the little things add yeah. up to be the big things
1: they really we do. are
0: shaping our family culture we are modeling discipline we are modeling self-control we are modeling what forgiveness and repentance and giving
1: things to god looks like every day we have every opportunities day. every day it's so powerful and that's the thing is i feel like sometimes people will get convinced like oh it's so small it's not going to make a big difference or it's not going to add up to much, or it's not going to stick. When you, when you start being a good steward of what you do in your house Mm -hmm. with your family, yourself, your family, your kids, it -hmm. makes the world of a difference. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help but think about, um, I do not remember what it was that I was listening to, but when you were talking about staying stuck, do you remember last year? I think it was March of last year. I think it was when I was driving after when I came to see you, Mm -hmm. we we had been talking about the, the concept of not staying stuck. And we've been talking about how sometimes people walk around in a fog, like literally in a fog. And then they get to, I mean, they can either stay stuck in that fog or they go to the other side where the sky opens up and there's sun and there's no more fog. But I don't know, I that, that visual just came to me when we were t- when we were talking about staying stuck, because I think so many people in our world, and I've been there myself.
0: I've when been you're there. not,
1: Yes. And it, it ebbs and flows. I'm not saying it's never going to happen once you once you really lean in and surrender, like it, it shows up. But it's mm-hmm. it's a choice to to be like, OK, am I going to stay here or am I going to make a change? Mm-hmm. What what am I doing that's keeping me in this fog? What am I doing mm-hmm. that's keeping me comfortable? That God is telling me, "Hey, you need to you need to move. Mm-hmm. You need to get up and move, even if you don't want to." Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought about that when you were saying that earlier, and I just wanted yeah. to mention it because it was well, so powerful. Yeah, I I was listening to some podcast, and you and I were talking about it, and it was everything was coming full circle. It was really interesting. Well, not interesting. It was just God but yeah. Yeah. I just, I just thought of that as we were talking tonight.
0: Well, and like, that is such a good thing to point out because if everybody's being honest, like we've all been stuck. Yeah. We've all had times where we're angry or depressed or anxious or any of these heightened emotions. First of all, I, we haven't even been taught how to deal with emotions in a healthy way or like how, what emotions actually mean, which is a whole nother thing. And that's troubling in itself. Yeah. Because to know how to deal with them, you have to know why we have them and what they, what purpose they serve and mm-hmm. why God gave them to us and how mm-hmm. he wants us to be a good steward in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But there have, there, there have been times and there will be times where we, we get stuck, we get in our head we get in our feelings or whatever it is. And that is when it is so important that we have other people in our life who, when we are in the darkness, they flip the lights on and they say, I love you too much for this to grow roots. We're not going to let this grow roots. This is a hard time. This is a hard season. This is a hard Whatever life is throwing at you, a hard circumstance, whatever it might be, I love you too much to let this grow roots. So let's get up and let's take one step and let's do this thing one day at a time. It is crucial to have people in your life that you have healthy relationships where there's brutal honesty And it's Christ focused where you pour into each other and you encourage each other and you lift each other's up and you carry each other's burden. It's crucial. I don't, I, I don't think that you can go through this life in a healthy way if you don't have that. No, the devil wants us isolated Mm -hmm. and to just lie to ourselves and to stay stuck And to think that nobody will understand. Nobody will love me. If anybody knew what I was actually dealing with, if anybody knew what I had actually done, we are so spiritually vulnerable in those times, y'all we are. And so we, we need each other. Yeah. We need, we need community.
1: We do. And that's the thing you're right. Is that in those times in in the darkness like we are so vulnerable so when we're in the fog Mm -hmm. we're like nobody's gonna understand nobody's gonna want to listen to this i me talking about this would be a burden for them me asking for help would be a burden it's it's the cycle of thoughts that run through your mind that are literally it's a spiritual a spiritual attack it's not Mm -hmm. reality you know Mm -hmm. and so you need people we need each other and that's again that's like the whole hyper independence conversation that we had on the podcast like anything is possible with god Mm
0: -hmm.
1: literally anything Mm -hmm. and when you have godly friendships and relationships and people who really genuinely care about you and remind you hey god loves you Mm -hmm. hey i know this season is really hard And it's happening because God wants to show you what's on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. If you're, if it's just you processing without somebody being encouraging and speaking life into you, you're not going to end up doing well because you're so vulnerable. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just, Mm -hmm. I don't want people to feel alone because you're not alone. You're Mm -hmm. never alone. Even when you feel like you are. And if you feel
0: alone, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. It is a lie from the enemy that you're alone. You're not ever alone. Yeah. I was thinking from last week when we were talking about our heart posture and like things falling on fertile soil. And I was thinking about how for soil to be healthy and fertile, we have to till up the weeds. And the things that need to go, and so I was thinking about that, like when we were having this conversation, like taking inventory of our soil and our heart posture, and then weeding out what needs to go, anger, and like that goes to the whole like I cannot let this grow roots, yeah, like this has got to go.
1: If it's taking out anger, I'm taking out complaining.
0: Yes, any sin you can't go. You're messing up my soil. You're messing up my soil. You're messing up my heart posture.
1: Not welcome. Yep. And that's a powerful, like, that's a powerful visual Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, hey, um, you can actually, if something is starting to take root, Mm -hmm. you can actually rip it out. Yeah. There's a little sprout. Oh, Oh. you got to go. I see that I'm doing this. Oh. I want to get rid of this before it becomes a problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I see that my child is doing this or that or X, Y, and Z. We're going to go nip that in the bud. We're going to mm-hmm. rip that out. Mm-hmm. I think people yep. have to know that even when it's hard, even when you feel afraid, even when you don't want to do it, you have to make the choice to do it. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise- it gets rooted and it grows into something way bigger than you can handle. Mm -hmm. And then you need uh, somebody with a chainsaw to come Mm -hmm. take it down. Yeah. And sometimes that's God. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: and we're the, the good news is that nobody is ever too far gone. No. God can do a lot with a little, a Mm -hmm. little surrender a little mustard seed of faith. He doesn't need us to have our garden all tilled up. He's like, let me help you. Let me help you maintain this. Walk in the spirit. Don't walk in the flesh. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Say that over and over and over again until you believe it, because it is true. We do not have to be fearful. We do not have to be overwhelmed. We are not going to be overcome by anything. I don't care how many generations back sin or anything else has gone in your family. It stops right now. Say, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my garden. It's your garden. It's your harvest. I'm supposed to be a good steward of it.
1: Show me which seeds to plant.
0: Yes. Give it to God. Lay it down. Say, Lord, you're the boss of this garden. I'll be a good steward of it. I'll do my daily things. Help me maintain it. And I will walk in the spirit that you have given me. Wow. That was so good. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. But the
1: workers are few. Mm -hmm. Yep. I feel like that's just the end of the podcast where you just said I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. We just, we hope that this, this message is encouraging because yeah. it's not at anybody. Mm-mm. It's a reminder to ourselves, it's a self-assessment, it's mm-hmm. a heart posture check. It's, it's all the things. And we just want you to feel encouraged that A, you're not alone. B, you can make changes even when it feels scary. You're mm-hmm. not alone. Someone else has done what you are has walked through what you're walking through, or something similar, and finding those people and talking about those things can Mm -hmm. encourage you to not feel afraid Mm -hmm. and to push forward.
0: Yeah. Think about the garden that your kids are going to inherit from you. Think about it.
1: What do you want to be in that garden? Mm -hmm.
0: The imagery of that is about to make me like. My mind is, like, going crazy right now.
1: Same. (laughs) Same.
0: We have to be a good steward. His mercies are new every morning. We don't have to be overwhelmed. We don't have to change the world in one second. So,
1: All right, friends. We're going to leave you with that visual and let you take some time and think about that. And we're going to do the same yep and we'll be back next week bye y'all bye